Second writers, it says this, huh? Though, though there, there it speaks of the lower garden of Eden. Now, listen to me now. The lower of the garden of Eden. There it speaks of the lower of the garden of Eden where the garments mm, are of the truly operational garments of the truly operational commandments. See, this is what people don't understand. See, you got to clothe the inner person and the outer person in the same in the same garment. So you can't serve two masters. You can't say I'm of the master of the universe. I'm of God inwardly, but I'm of the world outwardly. And God looks on my heart. So God sees my good. You need to shut up and sit down because you sound ignorant. How they say in Ebonics, ignorant. You sound ignorant. There's nothing in the writings that say that. But I'm going to tell you what it says. So listen carefully. Though there it speaks of the lower garden of Eden where the garments are of the truly operational garments of the truly operational commandments put on the garment of glory. There is nothing new under the sun. Listen to this. I'm trying to keep this simple. While the higher Garden of Eden. You got the lower garden of Eden, and then you got the higher garden of Eden. The garments are of the love mm, and devotion mm, of the heart with respect to Torah and prayer. That's why I said what I just said before, moments a second ago. People be dressed up. You, 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 inside you claim to be dressed up with holiness and righteousness. Outwardly, you dressed up as is acceptable in the world. So you look worldly. You ain't even dressed modestly. You got it all tight and all this, that, and the other. You go to your places of worship where they can see the curtivity of your behind. Men ain't dressing right. Women ain't dressing right. And then you got nerve when somebody chase something to you or try to correct you like you're doing right now, try to be rebellious because I said it. I ain't judging you. I'm just telling you what the words say. The word itself speaks judgment. The word should make you feel judgmental. The word should make you feel guilty and ashamed. Because you can't be filled with holiness and righteousness inwardly, but outwardly you, you got another kind of reflection going on. First of all, it says here, the high, while the higher uh, a garden of Eden, the garments are of the love and devotion of the heart with respect to Torah and prayer. Meaning, so you say, oh, God don't care about what, yeah, he judged me by my heart. Now, if your heart is not representative and your actions is not representative of the Torah and the prayer. So your, your garment outwardly should be reflective of your prayer life. So if your prayer life is holy and sanctified, then as they say, if the shoe fit where, then the shoe shouldn't fit you. But if this shoe is fitting you and your, 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 your outward appearance is not reflective upon your holy and sanctified and delivered prayer life, then you something wrong with you. And it goes on and says, however, the devotion refers to the devotion of one's occupation. 
Mm. With Torah for its own sake out of the love of God. I'll repeat that to you again. However, the devotion refers to the, the, the devotion refers to the devotion of one's occupation. What is an occupation? Occupation means you got a job. Occupation means you got a responsibility. Occupation means that you have a job description. So your devotion, your love for the master of the universe should be reflected of your devotion of one's occupation with Torah for its own sake out of the love of God. So what is your occupation? What's your job description? When you have a job, you go to somebody's job, they tell you what your job description is. They tell you if there's a, if there's a uniform to wear. They tell you what the uniform is acceptable to wear in that particular job. Well, that's, what is, that's what's happening here. The master of the universe telling you, you have an occupation. You have a job description. Huh? And in that job description, it says, however, the devotion refers to the devotion of one's occupation with Torah for its own sake out of the love of God. Why would you want to disrespect not only yourself, but the master of the universe? Talking that foolishness that I can wear what I want because God still knows my heart? Really? You're a darn fool thinking that way. Your heart has to be your devotion to Torah, sacred writings, the scriptures, and prayer. That has to be your heart. And if it's not devoted to that, because out of that devotion, then you're going to have the proper garment on inwardly and outwardly. So I don't know who done misled you to believe something different. Talking about this dressed down this day. Really? You going into a place of worship dressed down? I can see if you're poor and you don't have. But if you have, then you should always represent his holiness when you are on holy and sacred ground. That's just the facts, man. Your home should be holy and sacred ground. Just like when we teach, when we keep Shabbat or we have a Shabbaton, you should come holy. Your table should be prepared in a holy manner. You having a holy consecrated feast. That's just the way it is. Let me move on. Huh? Mm-mm-mm. This is why I say people need to study until their teeth break. It is known throughout the sacred writings that the will, the will of the Supreme One, blessed be he, is vested in, write this down, vested in the 613 commandments of the written Torah, is hidden and covered and concealed, is secret, is coded, huh? It is manifested only in the oral Torah and the sacred writings. So you can't, there's nobody that can tell you that, oh, I know all the scriptures. No, you don't. It's not even possible. First of all, if you're reading just Torah without oral Torah, then you lost. That's the first thing. You, you, don't, you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue about nothing. You don't have a clue. You do not have a clue. There is no way you can get a dot of true understanding of Torah 
without studying the oratory of the sacred writing. I can't make it any plainer or simpler than that. Listen, every word and every sentence that's written in Torah or the Tanakh, huh? every word, every sentence has a deep, significant meaning for its usage in that particular sentence. And that same usage of a word, it could be as simple as an A. It could be as simple as a question mark or an explanation mark or a comma or a period. It has a significant meaning for its usage at that particular time. And it may have a different significant meaning in another section based on its usage. So it... it it, in, your, in your lifetime, you couldn't master understanding the Torah and the sacred writings. You can study for 40 hours a day. I mean, you can study for 22 hours, 20 hours a day, seven days a week for 40 years. And you still cannot even touch the surface of understanding the totality of the Torah. Because you laid out all the sacred writings out. They will cover all the ocean, all the lakes, all the rivers that cover the planet. So very few people, very, 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 very few, reach that level in their being to have that degree of understanding. Now let me move on. I'm not sure if you understand what I'm saying. I keep trying to make it as simple as possible, but words and languages make minds. No one, no one, no one can say that this is new. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that human beings are doing today in their inclinations and in their nature, they were doing thousands of years ago. And the reason why they're still doing it is because they are not following the instructions and the discipline that comes with being a child of the master of the universe. Now, this is why scriptures say of the oratory. Think about this here. Go to Proverbs, the first chapter, the seventh through the eighth verse. And it reads on this wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So once you start to really fear him in all of your ways and all of your doings, and once you start to truly acknowledge him in all of your ways and in all of your doings, huh? the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Read, listen to this here. It goes on to say this. Proverbs, the first chapter, seven and the eighth verse. My son, heed the discipline of your father. Do not forsake the instructions of your mother. Now that's what's written there. Now when you go into the sacred writings, it breaks this piece down. So you need to understand what is required to become sister a virtuous woman. Huh? What is required, brother? Because no man can rise any higher than his woman. But think about this here for a moment. It says, my son, heed the discipline of your father. Huh? And do not forsake the instruction of your mother. I'm going to attempt to keep this, not to go too deep, 
for some of you. But listen, the sacred writer says, and metaphorically speaking, just as all the limbs of the child are included in great concealment in the sperm of the father. Think of that's deep, man. Just as great, just as all the limbs of a child are included and great in concealment in the sperm of the father. The father gives a woman a drop of water. A little itsy bitsy drop of water, huh? Into the womb of the woman. Mm. Nine months later, that woman hands him mm, a total reflection of himself, huh? From a drop of water. Think about this. And people talking about women should be equal. No, women are. Man, women are created beyond the measurements of the capabilities of a man. She is the second self of God himself, a procreator and a pro-producer. Check this out. huh? And the mother, think about this, the woman, the mother brings this out into a state of manifestation when giving birth to a child that is whole. With 248 limbs, 365 ligaments and bones. Think about that for a minute, huh? That's what the woman does, huh? So the woman does that, why? Mm. It says here, my son, heed the discipline of your fathers. And the reason why these young men are not Discipline and focus is because they don't have a father in their life to discipline them. Or they're being rebellious because they had a father. Oh, he was too strong. He was too upright. He was too strong on discipline. That's his makeup if he's a responsible father to be disciplined to his children. And then it goes on in the scriptures that says, and do not forsake the instructions of your mother. Huh? And so when a mother is talking to her rebellious child, her stiff-necked daughter or her stiff-necked son, and giving him instruction, he think because man says when you reach a certain age, you grown. You ain't grown. Mm -mm. Until you grow in the instructions from the mother according to the instructions given from the master of the universe. Huh? So do not forsake the scriptures say, do not forsake the instructions of your mother. Huh? And so when the mother tries to give them instructions and the child wants to be rebellious against that mother, huh? That child wants to be rebellious. That mother say, I birthed you. I carried you nine months in my womb, in my belly. And just like I birthed you, I will take you out of here. Because you're not following the instructions of that mother. The scripture says this, and the mother brings this out. The mother brings this out by the grace of God. The mother brings this out by the glory and the power that's given to her as the co-agent of creation. And the mother brings this out into a state of manifestation when giving birth to a child that is whole.
Mm. And the child is whole how? Because the, the child has, in the physical context, covered with the garment of 248 limbs and 365 ligaments and bones. And count that up. What does it add up? It adds up to 613 in total, equal to 613 commandments and laws governed by the master of the universe. Put on the garment of glory. So in precisely like fashion, the garment of the inner self, the 248 operational precepts and the 365 prohibitory forbidden precepts and commandments emerge from the concealment of the manifestation through the oratora. That's how powerful the sacred writings are. And so you think that you, you know, the master unit gave you a garment already to wear. And that garment should dictate your ways and your thoughts. That garment should dictate your inclinations as a human being. Then it goes on. See, uh, uh, Holy Scripture, verify Holy Scripture in the Holy Language. So you can only get this verification through Hebrew and Aramaic. You can't get it from Latin, English, and, 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 and Greek huh? or German. The English language, by the way, is 85%. To 90% of the German language. So if you say you speak English, you speak in German. Study your language. Do the history on it. That's right. The English language is 85 to 90% of the German language. That's where it came from. So that's another conversation. But anyway, words and languages make minds. But think about this here. In the beginning of the verse of Psalms 1 and 8, it says this. Heed, my son, the instructions of your father. This is referred to the written Torah, huh? which derives from the supreme wisdom of the fathers. Huh? So, brother, you got to be on your dean. You have to have a crown that represents the instructions of the master of the universe. Because it says here in scripture, heed, my son, the instructions of your father. This is referred to the written Torah, which derives from the supreme wisdom of the fathers. People lack understanding of the true self. The reason why you're dressing like you want to, you don't even know who you are. Some fashion designer designed what color you should wear, what time of the year you should wear, when you should wear it, how you should wear it. Some fashion freak tells you how clothes is going to fit you, what's fashionable. So this fashion freak. Ain't building it out of the instructions of the master of the universe. You can dress, you can look sharp, you can look clean, you can look gorgeous, sister. Just dress modestly. But let it be reflected of your prayer life. Let it be reflected of the glory of the master of the universe and the commandments. That's your birthright. Your whole physical structure on your internal self is built upon the instructions of the 613 commandments. That's how mathematically, I told you, see, these scriptures is mathematics. You've got to understand mathematics, and it's not to be taken physical or literal. It's all spiritual and mental. So you have to understand that. But let's move on. That's another conversation. Wake up. That's another conversation. Okay, let's go back here. So people lack, pe people lack such understanding of the true self. That's where I left off. 
You, you ever heard you lay down with dogs, you may come up with fleas? Well, there's a lot of people walking around with fleas of the spirit. Huh? There's a lot of people walking around with fleas on their soul. There's a lot of people walking around with, a, with, with what is called, they, they, have damage, they, 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 they have no idea that they need to clean up their tacoon. They have no idea they need to clean up their shema. They have no idea that they need shema. They have no idea they need to clean up their ruha. They have no idea they need to clean up their netfish. They have no idea on the process of repentance to seek pure atonement and redemption. Mm. Let's go on. Check how the sacred writings break down this verse in Proverbs, the 31st chapter. Now, this is, now the sisters, you need to listen to this. Brothers, you need to listen to it too, because this is very sacred here. Now, this is the meaning of a woman of valor is the crown of her husband. Mm. A woman of valor is the crown of her husband. Mm. For the oratora is termed the woman of valor, mm. who gives birth to and raises many valid hosts, as is written in the Song of the Song. See, Holy Scripture verify Holy Scripture due to holy language. And the only way you can get that is if you get some understanding of the Hebrew and the Aramaic language. I'm using the best English words possible and trying to keep as simple as possible for you. Reading on this wise, the Song of Songs, the sixth chapter, the seventh to the eighth verse. There are 60 queens. There are 60 queens and 80 concubines and young unmarried women without women, without number. So that's Alma, young woman in Hebrew. So only one, only one is my dove, my perfect one, the only one of her mother, mm. the delight of her who bore her, huh? maiden see and acclaim her, queens and concubines, and they praise her. Wait a minute here. See, sisters, you talking about being a queen? How many of you really want to be the ultimate woman? And that's the woman of valor. Hmm? Think about this. i read it to you again. There are 60 queens and 80 concubines and a young unmarried woman without number. Only one is my dove. Only one out of all the women. Huh? My perfect one. So you say, oh, ain't nobody perfect. Oh, really? And who eyes, what eyes you looking at? What eyes are you using? Not according to the master of the universe, it's in the scripture. My perfect one. The only one. So you claiming to be a woman of valor, then you got to be a perfect one. Huh? Only one is my dove. My perfect one. The only one of her mother. Meaning only one of her mother. The mother that what? She follows the instructions of her mother. Rachel, Leah, Rebecca, Ruth, Sarah. Mm. She follows the instructions of her mother. Mm. Now, those are my aunties. Listen to this. The delight of her who bore her, maiden see and acclaim her, queens and concubines, and they praise her. The question I want you sisters to think about. Are you that one in a million, that perfect one, that true woman of valor clothed 
in his glory. Mm. Clothed in his glory, both on the inner woman and the outer. Are you that one? See, some women, been, they've been running with this for so long, don't have a clue about what's in Proverbs 31, 10 to the 30th chapter. I mean, 10 to the 30th verse. Huh? That woman of valor. Huh? His wholeness, his holiness, and his grace. Huh? Or are you just a concubine and an unfaithful wife twerking your behind all over the place to any Tom, Dick, and Harry? Or unmarried woman doing the same? Or are you worldly? Or are you truly of the divine word and instruction of the master of the universe? That's why it's so important right now we repent. Huh? We, we evaluate our prayer life. Huh? We evaluate our, 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 our being a, 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 a sanctified person, a real, truly delivered person. See, that's why when you get ready for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, that's at one meant with the master of the universe. You want to purge yourself through the process so that he will be pleased with you and me. I know that's my commitment. That's why Tishavah Shavah is so important for me for the remaining of my life. I'm going to seek repentance. The sacred writings teaches that the young Alma, the young woman, the girls without numbers do not actually represent a young woman. But the true meaning is the world. Brothers, can you believe? Can you? See, this is why it's said and it's spoken of the elders that heaven and paradise for a real righteous and spiritual man is at the foot of a woman. I'll repeat it again. Paradise and heaven for a man is at the feet, at the foot of a woman. But this woman is a certain kind of woman. She's above a queen. She's above the concubine. She's above the maidens. She's a woman of valor. Far exceed many daughters have come, but you surpass them all. That's the woman. Can you imagine, brother? That your world is at the foot of such a woman as this? Can you imagine, brother, having that kind of woman that in her nature and the garments that cover her body, her soul, her thoughts, her speech, and her actions? No man can rise any higher than his woman. Listen to this in my closing. Listen to this. Put on the garment of glory. There is nothing new beneath the sun. All of this are the aspects of the manifestation of the will of the Supreme One, blessed be he, concealed in the written Torah. And the will of the Supreme One, blessed be he, is exceedingly more sublime than the rank of the Supreme Father, just as a crown is above the brains in the head. Mm. That's why you say king and a dome. King dome. Huh? You the king and this is your domain up here. In your brain, man. You do know you got two brains. One here and one in the gut. But we get to that in another discussion. 
but your brain. Huh? What is what what kind of crown is that? The crown of Torah. The crown of the sacred writings. Huh? The crown of the purity of the ways and the thoughts of the master of the universe. Huh? The crown that has a soul. Mm. With the three levels of garments in the soul. The three levels of garment in the soul is thought, speech, and action. Thought, speech, and action that represents the totality, as the prophet says, of his ways and his thoughts. And whoever studies is assured. This is in the sacred rites. Then it goes on and says, and whoever studies is assured of the life in the world to come by investing his netfish and his ruha and his nishama, huh? the three levels of the soul, mm. in the will of the supreme one, blessed be he, the master of the universe. Just write these three things down. Your netfish is your vital spirit. The living being found in Genesis 2 and 7. Huh? Your Ruha, the whole range of a person. Mm. A whole range of a person's intellectual, intelligence, and emotions. Huh? And then your net fish, I mean, your Neshama is the soul of an individual. Thought, speech, and action must be in accordance to his way and his will. I pray that something that I said will be helpful and carry someone far beyond this dispensation and time. And I pray that Master Universe will forgive each and every one of us that truly seek his way and his thoughts. I leave you as I came before you. Peace, peace. Shalom, shalom. Shalom aleikum. Hallelujah. And may the Master of the Universe be pleased with us. Take care. Until next time.